Well, hello there. Welcome and thank you for listening to this audio. You are listening to Passion Harvest. I'm Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. I'm so excited to be joining you today. Thank you for listening and making me a part of whatever you are doing now. Passion Harvest makes magic. We are inspired to do it, manifest it. Every day we aim to engage, inspire, and develop the human spirit with passion. In this episode, I speak with the vibrantly amazing Kerry Irwin. Kerry is a spirit medium clairvoyant, a real life ghostbuster, and so much more. I am delighted that Kerry, with her great wealth of knowledge on so many subjects, will be doing a series of interviews with Passion Harvest over the next few months. So stay tuned. Okay, so the spirit talk kind of scared me a little, yet at the same time, I was absolutely fascinated to hear Kerry explain it all so well and with such clarity. It helped me realize there are so many other dimensions that surround us. So much is going on if we choose to open our hearts, so much more than just our physical bodies and what we presume to see. Kerry is bold and brave is passionate about helping people and has a heart of gold. And I am so excited to share her knowledge with you in this episode. This is her story and this is her passion. Kerry, thank you so much for coming on Passion Harvest today. I'm so excited to have you on the show. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. And today we are going to talk about ghost busting. Yes, well, I've been doing ghost busting for a very long time because I'm actually a medium and I work with people with spirits that have crossed over and spirits that are what we call earthbound. And it's the subject we're talking about today is earthbound spirits. Earthbound spirits haven't gone to the other side. Is that how would you define yeah, an earthbound spirit and why are they earthbound? Well, that's a very good question because most spirits, I have to say, cross. They cross over. Like when you die, you cross over into the spirit world and you generally go with a guide or an angel or a loved one. But then you have these other spirits that are stuck here in the astral. They're called earthbound spirits and there's different types. It goes on to wandering spirits, poltergeists, shadow people, and then we have what we call residual energy. And there's also negative energy on the planet called with curses, spirit attachments in the aura and negative energy in the aura. And I generally work with people's energy fields and also houses. But talking about earthbound spirits today, how do you recognise them? Well, the first thing I have to say is that um, unless you've actually experienced an earthbound spirit in your house, you, you think it was rubbish, right? Yeah. Because a lot of people say that. But I get calls all the time like, oh, oh, my God, there's knocking on the walls. It's always cold. There might be a terrible smell. Pets pets can die. There's illnesses, arguments in the house. Things aren't um, working out. If it's a poltergeist, things are actually moving around. And it's a terrible experience. It's like almost as if you're living, you know, under a very dark cloud. Is it something to be scared of? 
Some, well, it sort of ranges because there's all different types of things. Like, for example, if, if you had a murder in a house or a place, that can feel awful. You can really feel that energy there. So that has to be cleared. But no, it's not really dangerous. No, it's just being aware. But it can cause confusion. It can cause arguments and sleepless nights and days and negative energy in your life. And I mean, I guess everyone's seen those scary, scary movies. And I know you mentioned poltergeist. How do spirits actually move things? Things, well, well, you get all, as I said, with the earthbound spirit, they can range into different ones. With a normal earthbound spirit, earthbound spirits are spirits that don't know that they're dead. They may have suicided, not all suicides, of course. They may have died and don't want to cross over for some reason. Often they don't know they're dead, so... They present us as spirits that confuse. But with a poltergeist, that sort of takes it to to the extreme. Poltergeists can be uh, young spirits that actually move things around. Like, you know, you could be sitting there and then suddenly you see your cup flying through the air or the table might move or things are moved around. And basically they're just trying to get your attention to let you know that they're there. I mean, I guess you have different people. Some people who don't believe in ghosts or spirits at all might just think there's nothing there, whereas another person who's either more in tune or more sensitive might have an understanding well, of that. Well, that's a very good point because with uh, this sort of work, usually people ring me up and tell me they've got a serious problem because that they can hear noises in the middle of the night. As I said, things may be moving around or they can't sell their house and they're having problems with the council and they feel like they're depressed because the house is feeling... You, you feel the energy yourself. And I always say the proof is in the pudding and people always contact me and say, can you help me? Because not all mediums can do this work. So luckily I'm allowed to help them. And I, it seems to have become a large part of my work as a working medium, probably because of the spirit team that I work with. Fascinating. I just think I, I'm actually thinking back to um, an early childhood memory of mine. And it's funny, you know, my parents dismissed it as, you know, being silly or but I do remember quite clearly when I was younger that I would hear a noise walking outside my door and I would always get the blanket and put it over my ear. And still today, out of habit, I don't hear anything and I've moved houses, but I still habitually put the blanket over my ear when I go to sleep. I know it's scary. You know, it causes a lot of, because you don't forget those children. You know, children are very switched on, I have to say, and they, they're very psychic. But I had a similar experience. Like, I always knew that I was a medium and a psychic because I knew things before they could happen or I used to see spirit people, like loved ones that had crossed over. I'd see them walking around just coming in to say hello. But these earthbound spirit, spirits, they're very different because usually they're not related. They're usually, uh, earthbound spirits have generally lived in the house that uh, you've moved into and they, they're more scared of you than you are of them. They're thinking, what the hell are you doing here? So they're just trying to get your attention. I had that experience in my parents' house. Uh, I always could see spirit people around me. They didn't bother me. I could see them sort of popping in and out. I just thought it was normal. But I had a an earthbound spirit in the house. It was uh, an old man spirit that actually lived in the roof of my parents' house. And every night at like in the middle of the night, one o'clock, two o'clock, he used to, he used to be able to hear the footsteps coming from the laundry where he lived in the roof. And he'd come out to my bedroom. He'd just stand at the door in the doorway and I just saw these little dotties and it happened every single night and it used to scare the hell out of me and you know I spent most of the time under the blankets and this went on for years and and in the end I used to just keep a light on and the light seemed to deter the the spirit the unwanted spirit but years later when I was when I did my training 
and understood how you did it, I actually sent him, I went into the laundry, got rid of him and sent him off to the light. And the whole energy in my parents' house, it didn't feel so negative anymore. It was actually very light. Terrifying for a small child. Well, I always say you really need to listen to your children because children will always tell you things. And as I said, children are very, very psychic, generally up to the age of seven or eight. They're pretty switched on and they know what's going on. So I always say to people or parents of children who tell you this sort of thing just tell them ask them that is it okay if they leave like a little night light on so they're not in the dark and also believe them because generally they're telling the truth and just get a medium in to clear the energy so they won't be disturbed anymore because it's (laughs) oh yes I'm sure there's other people (laughs) like me though but I'm actually what you call uh I do a lot of sounds so I'm a very well trained in in my mediumship because I've been doing it for a hell of a long time since I was about 16, 17. So I do trance mediumship and I'm and I'm very well trained in spirit rescue. So it's easy for me just to clear. I don't go to so many houses anymore. I'm able to do it over the phone because I can feel the energy. Yeah, amazing. And just in regards to the spirits, do you, what, what do you see or do you feel them or do you actually visually see what they look like? Well, if I go to the house or even if I'm working off the phone, I can actually see it in my mind's eye. I can see the spirit person in my mind's eye and then I can hear them talking. Like I'll say to the person, and just say for example I'm doing it over the phone I'll get them to keep put the phone on loudspeaker and they generally start at the front door and so I go in there with my spirit team and I can go room by room and then I'll generally feel sick in the stomach and I'll say okay I've got some energy here and then I'll tune into the energy like remotely and I can pick out who it is what it is what it looks like and then I'll tell it I'll ask the person to bring a light down and tell the spirit to cross over and tell the spirit's dead and it has to go. And it generally works within a couple of seconds, so it's not a problem. And they never have a problem again and they never come back. And do they look like what they did in, the, in their past life? As a, Did they look like a it, human? Yes, they look exactly like a planet generally at the age they died. So if it's a small child, they look the age. If it's an old man, it looks like an old man. I can describe the, the male spirit. If it's a female, I can describe what they look like because I can see them in my mind's eye, like a picture. Just another question. Can they follow a person to another house? Absolutely, they can. That's what we call wandering. So they're called an earthbound spirit, spirits that are in the house that you've inherited. Mm-hmm. So often when you buy a house, you might you know, pick up a few spooks, people that may have lived there in the past and didn't pass over and you'll generally know straight away that something's wrong then you get the other type of uh, earthbound spirit called a wandering spirit now wandering spirits love lots and lots of people because they use their energy they use our energy to stay here on earth so you find them in where there's crowds of people like supermarkets churches airports places where there's masses of people sports arenas train stations is a really big one Often I'll see wandering spirits walking around in these because they love the energy of the people there. They suck the energy. And often, like, you know how you do the, you've heard of these ghost tours? Mm. I never go to those sort of things. Neither do one, I. I, I, <laughs> no do not li- I do not like that sort of thing. I find it quite scary. And number two, I've had a lot of them jump in the back of my car and they've come home with me. Oh, my gosh. And so once they get in your car, I remember I went to this ghost night out at Oh, Campbelltown, it was this haunted theatre and I was supposed to speak there and I got on the stage and as soon as I got on the stage, the, the spirits that were living in this place because they live there and the, the, go- the people that do the ghost tours, they want them to stay there. Mm. Well, see, I'm a rescuer. I'd, 
if I had my way, I'd be crossing them over and sending them off to where they're supposed to be. Anyway, that night I was there. I got on the stage and I was talking to the audience. And as I was trying to talk, the spirit there jumped in my mouth and I got what we call dry mouth. So I couldn't, couldn't talk. It was like this. And it must have looked hysterically funny to the audience, but it wasn't to me because the ghost was playing, was sort of jumped in my mouth and was it was so dry I couldn't couldn't talk. I was practically choking. So I had to quickly get off because they think, you know, I don't like that sort of thing. So I'm, as I said, I'm a spirit rescuer, mm. whereas these ghost tours, they need them to be there to show the people that they're there. And I really don't like that sort of thing. Why do you think people are becoming more and more fascinated? I mean, ghost tours are so popular. I know there's a big one well, at quarantine station. What, what draws oh, people to that fear? Why do people like being scared? People like that because it shows you that when you die, you don't necessarily cross over. And it's proof that, you know, spirits do exist on in our dimension. So people love that sort of stuff. I personally don't. And if you like doing that, fine. But if, as a very sensitive medium and um, rescuer, it's not my – I don't like being around that energy because I just feel doom and gloom. I, I don't like it at all. And as I said, if I had my way, I'd be crossing them all over. I really don't like it. But then it could be just another type of energy called residual energy. Now, residual energy is – it's like a psychic imprint. You know, for like, for example, the Tower of London or places like you just mentioned. The quarantine station. Yes. They're not actually ghosts. That's just energy. That can be just energy. So there's really no ghosts there. It was just – and they keep reliving – and these spirits that are there, they're not really there. It's just like a memory. It's like mm. a, it's a psychic imprint. So it's – pretty awful you know you sort of just feel these spirits that were once there but they're not actually there but you can clear that energy as well you can really clear that energy out and open up vortexes and and clear that negative energy out to another you know where it belongs to another dimension you can get rid of that is that almost like even now you know i can walk through a, a childhood home i have that memory but it could be so clear is that what the well, it depends. Like you'll know if it's a spirit person there, a uh, confused spirit, because I'll actually see them or feel them. But if it's like a residual energy, like a, a haunted house where, you know, lots of terrible things happen, like a murder or something like mm. that, it's generally just psychic imprints where it just keeps going around like a move. The energy's staying there, but the spirit's not there. So what you do is you just, as I said, open, visualise yourself opening up portals in the room and you just can clear it out by sending it into the light and bringing in light and then that will totally disappear so it's no longer haunted so but people who do this work they actually like the theater of it mm. you know this is where this is the house of horrors where this went on and that went on and people people like to be entertained people like to know that oh wow it's real that sort of thing but i personally don't as i said i don't like that sort of thing no, I understand that. I mean, it's almost as if you feel sorry for the spirits that don't realise that they, they have... Well, I do. I, I, I do. I've walked into places like that, like places like the Tower of London, for example. I went there and I was a wreck. I came out, I was crying. I felt oh sick. God. It was dreadful. I just did not like this. There was murders there, torture, the energy there, and it was you could cut it with a knife. It was so depressing. I've just got goosebumps. <laughs> Yes, it was terrible. And those sort of places like the quarantine station, you know, it was all those, the sadness of the people that were once stuck there trying to get, you know, into the country. They, they were like prisoners and jails are the worst because, oh, there's so many. So often I'll have people come in that work in jails and they may have a, a, a spirit with them that was came from the jail that killed themselves. 
Right. So I'll, I'll do a crossing, you know, cross, I'll cross them over while they're in the room, you know, that's and because they'll, they'll come with the client or you have wandering spirits that, you know, they're confused and they don't know where they are and then they might follow you home from where you're working or they might follow you home from one of those ghost tours. They might. And also I've been to hotels in the Blue Mountains in Australia, you know, all those old hotels where they used to entertain in the war. Mm. It's, that place is full of old spooks and uh, soldiers and people and, oh, it's a very scary place to be. And obviously you're so psychic and um, sensitive. Are you able to switch off? Well, what I do is I just use protection. I protect myself mm-hmm. or shield myself as soon as I walk out of my home. I'll put like a white bubble of protection around me so I'm not prone to picking up energies walking around all the time. Otherwise, they do follow me home, especially from work. I've had a few follow me home from work that have come in with clients and hide and they may follow me home and then I've got to get rid of them because they're attracted to the medium's light. So that's that's why they follow me because I'm a natural medium. So I see the light around me or anyone who's psychic or who has mediumship abilities Mm -hmm. you have a different frequency or light around you in your aura and people the spirits are attracted to that so yeah so you will collect a few so give your house a really good smoke out with some sage or dried gum leaves and really smoke out that energy so they'll go and hopefully cross over to where they're supposed to be to the light and just quickly back to the light you mentioned um potentially for children to have their light on in the bedroom or a night light. Does that deter spirits? Yes, absolutely it does because the spirits it thrive in the dark. Ah. You don't they don't like the light. Why? They thrive in the darkness. Because they're more powerful in the dark. Because it's hidden. And they can move around faster, whereas the light, they don't like any light. Like they don't even like going to the so-called light when you send them over to the other side because it's so transparent. So they thrive in the darkness. And once you've sent them into the light, can they come back? No, they can't. But another subject, if we're looking at this, I'd like to talk about what we call shadow people. Mm -hmm. Now, when I've done houses, often I'll go into a house where there's a lot of paranormal energy going on I've been called in and I might find a couple of earthbound spirits clear then I might find a couple of wandering spirits and then I might find what we call a shadow person and generally shadow people they're very tall they're dark very dark and often they have what what it looks like a top hat on like it's ridiculous it looks quite funny it looks like a long skinny man (laughs) with a circus hat on (laughs) I just out of a movie I know and they they swish across the walls, and but they go for little children. And often they'll find them in children's bedrooms and ch- children will say, Mum, there's a boogeyman in my room. Well, don't be ridiculous. There's nothing in there. Yes, there is. And then so they keep the light on and then the boogeyman doesn't come. So I'll go in there and I'll often find, you know, a shadow person or a spirit under the bed because they hide and or somewhere in the children's bedroom because they annoy them and it's so, so terrifying for these little children to experience that and i've um, met children that have had a shadow person in their room till till they're a teenager and when i've gone in and removed the spirit the shadow person they'll say oh my god i remember that awful yes and it was tall and it used to flash and even the mother would say yes there used to be a black flash it used to flash around the room i could see it in the corner of my stark and torn like it had a bit like a top hat on, you know, it sounds like a circus, doesn't it? But 
It's very, very scary. And they won't go into the light. So I have to open a portal and say, go back to where you came from because they're dark, they're dark entities and they dark entities don't go into the light. Okay. And so these dark entities, how do they affect the child or how do they affect the house? Well, they terrify them. They give them, they terrify them. They generally just hang around the small children. The children will often know they have nightmares all the time. They'll be terrified. They'll have tremors and terror and it's awful, awful feeling. I fortunately never experienced it myself, but I've spoken to a lot of families that the kids have. And um, once they're removed, they, they never come back again and, the, and the, children, the child's life changes. The other thing too is the, often I'll find spirit children in children's bedrooms, like spirit children, and that can be a little bit, that can turn into poltergeist where they'll move toys around or move things around and they just come and play, but, you know, they shouldn't be there. And often the child will say, I played with my little friend Johnny and Susie last night and, you know, and they'll tell the parent that and often I'll go and I'll see spirit children there and I'll send them off. But they go into the light because they're actually lost souls or spirits that are stuck here too, but they've come around because the energy of the children. So there's sort of different types. It all goes into different areas, I suppose. There's so many questions I want to ask you and it's such a huge topic. Well, it's such a huge topic. <laughs> and I'm so grateful is... we're going to do a se- segmented um, podcast because you've certainly got an incredible wealth of knowledge to talk about. Well, I've just been doing it for a long time and it's incredible incredible because you'll think oh my god I can relate to that is that what that was I thought it was a nightmare Mm. well actually these things do exist but I just want to let you know like nothing is really harmful it's just most of these spirits I'm talking about are lost or they're pets like the shadow people Mm. I just think they're terrible pests and vermin that need to go But, but none of these spirits can actually hurt you they just give you a hard time keep you up all night I was just thinking of another question I guess when I was scared as a child, it helped if I had a parent in the room. Does that make a difference if there's more than one person in the room? I suppose so, but it's still the, the noise and the activity from the paranormal activity is still going to keep you awake at night. It's sure. still going to bother you because I slept with my sister. We shared a bedroom. And the weird thing was I was awake all night being terrified by the unwanted spirits in, my, in our bedroom, but my sister was snoring ahead of and I remember years ago I was up in the Blue Mountains and I was, we were doing a spirit show up there. I was working with another medium and we're in this haunted hotel because we did a show there for Halloween one night and we went into the bedroom and I could see all these spirit people walking around all night and I pretended I didn't see them so I didn't want them to follow me into the bedroom and as soon as I went into the bedroom I could feel that the the door kept bang, bang, banging all night. And the, and the girl who I was sharing the room with, she was in her bed and she went into a coma and I was calling out a name, screaming it out, wake up, wake up, can you hear that, can you hear that? And I even put the light on. As soon as I put the light on, the banging of the door had stopped. Then I turned the light off and then bang, bang, bang. It's like I felt like something was trying to break in and kill me or something. I was terrified. I was, remember I was shaking and... And then I was calling in the angels. I was praying, praying, dear God, angels, please save me sort of thing. And I felt this big, beautiful white bubble wrapping around me. You know, it was angelic energy. And then everything sort of slowed down and then gradually the light started coming in through the window naturally because it was like 5 o'clock in the morning and then the darkness went, whatever that dark thing was at the door trying to belt the door in, it disappeared and went. And the next morning, my friend, I said, what the hell, did you hear that noise last? And I was calling out your name. No, I never, never heard or 
or felt a thing. I guess my question is, it was did you just have to me stay? They were after. Amazing. Did you have to stay there another night? Well, the next year I was asked to go there back again. This time I did it by myself, the show, because the people asked me to do it. And I just said, on one condition, I'm not staying there the night. So I think I drove back that night back to Sydney because I, I'd never sleep in that place again. But something creepy was after me that night, like bang, bang, banging the door down. It was like I thought they were going to come in and try and rape me or something. I was terrified. I'm Absolutely. terrified. I've never been so scared in my life. I've just looked down and realised I was gripping my pen and my knuckles have gone white. <laughs> I know. That was the most scariest thing I've ever had. Generally when I go into people's houses, another funny story was these, this family asked me to come and clear their house and I used to wear this crucifix around my neck. Because to me, that was like a prop, you know, to keep yourself safe. Yeah. And I went into the house and I used to work with a, a fellow medium, but now I just do it by myself because I've got a very strong spirit team. And I walked in the house and he hadn't arrived. So I walked in there and there. And as soon as I walked in, this spirit man came rushing towards me. I felt this tightness around my neck and suddenly my crucifix with the beads was pulled off my neck and the beads went flying everywhere and the woman and her daughter started screaming oh my god it's the ghost he's in the kitchen oh my god you know, this was all going on it was chaos and then i i sort of pulled myself together and i was more furious than anything because the spirit broke my necklace so i just brought down a column of light and i told the spirit he was dead, he had to cross and he didn't belong here and then he told me that he hung himself out the back and that was his house and what was I doing there? Anyway, after I crossed him, I said to the lady and her daughter, I said, this guy actually killed himself? He hung himself out the back? He said he used to own the house or he lives here. He lives here. And um, she said, that's right, we bought a house and it's true, the man who used to live here hung himself down the back. And that's what was causing all the problems. Like he rushed to the front door as soon as I walked in and he kept saying, what are you doing here? I could hear him talking. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? I live here. Who are these people? Blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, these people have been trying to do renovations. Nothing worked. They were having problems with the water, uh, with the electrical. Lights were going on and off. There was thumping on the wall like he was a real pest. And um, obviously he'd hung himself and um, he hadn't crossed over so he just caused havoc for the poor people and also they lost two dogs because he he had killed the dogs and I asked him this later on I talked I sent him over and then he came back and I had to talk to him then I sent him back again and um, he told me that he didn't like the dogs so he was happy to kill them or make them sick or whatever he did I don't know how he did that but that's what he said so it was very interesting because you're always learning things all the time well, I guess it's something you're passionate about since this is a show about passion as well. <laughs> well, yes, it is. Would you well, say I'm you're very passionate, passionate about it? Helping uh, well, spirits can... move on? Well, actually, I'm a real girly girl and I I'm, oh, I really don't like this sort of thing, but it just seems to have been, I seem to be pushed down this way by my spirit team. So I'm really passionate about helping people. So maybe, oh, yeah, because I'm helping people. Yeah. But I would never in a million years imagine myself doing this sort of work because it's not something I chose or being a medium for that matter. I was just born this way and my passion is to help people That's and lovely. to educate people. Amazing. We're almost out of time. I can't believe it's gone so quickly. And is there anything else you'd like to say potentially since this is our first episode on ghost busting? Is there any advice you'd like to give to people that might... Well, if you do have a disturbance in your house and it doesn't feel like, right, I always say trust your intuition. So, and 
also people that have lived in your house before. It might be a spirit, but it could be their negative energy. They could have um, had a terrible relationship and they could have been fighting or taking drugs or terrible things going on all the time in your property that you own now. So I always suggest as soon as you move into, into a house or a space, get some dried sage, put it in a big pot and just burn, burn it and smoke it out and, get, and then open all the windows up and clear all the negative energy out and that will make the house a lot calmer and bring in a lot more harmony for you to have a good life. But if you have an earthbound spirit there, it won't get any better and that's when you call the expert in because earthbound spirits, they'll probably go outside once you've smoked and they'll come back in again because they don't want to go anywhere. So that's when you have to call a medium in. That's when you have to take the extra care. Call in the professionals. Yes, especially for an earthbound spirit that doesn't want to go and doesn't understand that they're dead. Well, Kerry, this has been fantastic talking to you. It's been so informative and I've got so many more questions and I'm my mind's just racing, trying to digest everything. Can't wait to listen back to it. <laughs> well, yes, sure. I'm, I'm very happy to talk about this because it's all about education and information for me. And yes, this is my passion and I'm just happy to share my knowledge with all the viewers out there. Thank you so much and I look forward to our next podcast together in the very near future. And thank you and love and light to you and everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Kerry. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like to know more, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Passion Harvest. We would love to hear from you. Tell us how you are living your passions. Please subscribe to our podcast and share with a friend who may be inspired to develop their passion. And remember, follow, harvest and live your passion today.